Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Mailbag, the FA Cup football traditions. And Jamie Redknapp are the orders of today. It's Saturday, 6th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm still Luke Moore. Saturday, what a day. Rocking all week with you, everybody. My goodness, here we are. It's mailbag time. But before we get started, this is your final reminder that we're giving away our third and final Toshiba Fire QLED TV on Monday. We've announced two winners so far, and next, it could be you. All you have to do is listen right to the end of this show, where Pete Donaldson will tell you how to enter. It's really easy, we promise. We'll then announce our final winner on Monday, so stay tuned. And of course, if you want to get involved with the mailbag, you can tweet us on X at Football Ramble. Message us on Instagram at Football Ramble, and of course, email us, show at footballramble.com. Some people have done this, Jim. Why don't you uh, have a dip in the bag and see who's um, who's got in touch with I'll us? I'll have a little rustle, and what I have pulled out is from Dom. Dom says, if you could change one thing about the FA Cup, what would it be? Ooh. It's a good question. And um, the FA Cup obviously needs to be preserved, needs to be looked after. It's an incredible competition. But I also understand yeah. that it needs to move with the times and become as modern and as, as exciting as it can be. Um, I think there's a couple of things I would do if you'll, if you'll let me. Mm. Uh, the first one is that I would 
always have the lower ranked team at home. Do you know what? This is, so this is similar to very similar to what I was going to suggest. So the Coupe de France does it. Yeah. The Coupe de France does it, I think, if the team is more than one division above the lower lower ranked team. Yeah. The lower ranked team then gets to be at home. Um but you I, never see PSG fly off to like the Reunion Island or anything, do you? No, because it's regionalised to start, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, yeah. Imagine that. I mean, that, that would just be yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that would be possible. That, I would change that about the Coupe de France, but that's not the question. Yeah. But I, th- I think so. And, and, and the kind of reason for the first one is it kind of leads into the, to, to my second one, which and the reason is obvious. I mean, it, you know, it makes it more it makes it more jeopardicious mm-hmm. um, for 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 the, for the viewer and for the uh, for the bigger team. And I think it's also. It's also a good opportunity for for lower ranked teams to actually have a bit of a say and get involved in a, lots of lots of areas of football are now so unthinkably far away from a lot of clubs mm-hmm. thinking like the Champions League the ability to compete in the yeah. Premier League that this is a way of perhaps giving them a slightly better chance and if you look at the, I know that in the Coupe de France which is the kind of blueprint for this it has um it hasn't really mattered that much in terms of the fact that, you know, the facts are that, mm. you know, Paris Saint-Germain have won six of the last nine, you know, the current holders are Toulouse. Sure. You know, but we have seen some really kind of strange and unfancied teams in the final of the Coupe de France. Les Herbiers from from the third level, Auxerre when they're in the second level, um, Cuvelli yeah. um, lost to Lyon in 2012. So it has had a benefit. And I just think what you need to do with competitions when there's so much football around, without being gimmicky, you need to give people a reason to kind of invest in it. Mm. And and although I do want to protect and preserve the traditions of the FA Cup as much as possible, <clears throat> but certain things have been changed already. We don't have five million replays. We don't always have extra time and stuff now. Yeah. So it can be changed around the edges to make it a little bit more palatable. I think this will be another step towards doing that. And if I may... The th- the final thing I'll do. Well, is... So, so just quickly, so it, it, this is a different uh, thing you're going to change, or is it to do with what you've just? It's said? similar. So what? So before you move on, so with regards to lower ranked side, is it any lower ranked side if they're yeah. a division below? No. At, I, what I would do is at the time the draw is made, yep. if you are 12th in the Premier League and you're drawing against 11th in the Premier League, you're at home. Right. Okay. At all times. Now I know there could be an. Like, I thought about this and I thought, oh, what happens if they throw a couple of Premier League games to get further down to get a home draw? People aren't going to do that. That's it's mad. not going to realistically happen. So yeah. I think I think you could probably extend it to that kind of idea. That way, you know, if you, you know, if you're Man City, you're fine. You've got a really good chance of winning the FA Cup every season. Mm-hmm. You're playing every single game away from home. It just makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. To, to me, the, the, the suggestion I was going to say with regard to that was, if you're in the same division, I think whatever comes out of the hat, that is it. If you're a league below, you actually get the choice if you want to play at home or away. Uh, obviously, if you're because of, of gate receipts and stuff, because yeah. of gate receipts, but also again, if you're if you're a non-league side or you're, or you're um, even a League Two side, you might actually really want to play at Anfield or, mm. or Old Trafford or something. Well, so then I, get a, get a draw in uh, in your first your first game at home. Yeah, surely. Yeah, but that's about that's a yeah. I, I mean, that's the current setup, Jim. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, but no, I, I yeah, that's that's. I think that's. So, so do you think I would that, like them to have the choice? So you know the famous game. Well, it's not famous. Famous to us that you went to, which is Farnborough played Arsenal away. Yeah, and they lost Highbury, five. Was it five one? They lost. It was five one. Yeah. Would you think that looking back on that? I know mm. you're not a Farnborough Town fan, but looking back on it as someone who lived in the area at the time and obviously who, who went to watch it, mm. is that a bigger memory now to them because it was at Highbury? than it would have been if they had at home had a better chance of winning. Uh, it's difficult to say because obviously the, the, the yeah. latter didn't happen. But it was 
there was something about on the on the train platform that morning, and we thought we'll get up there really early. Well, the whole town thought they'd get up there really yeah, early. Right, Everyone yeah. was on that platform yeah. at eleven a.m. and it was the, the kickoff was about three. Yeah, everyone was there, and you know, obviously, everyone's trying to buy a shirt and so on. I think I've still got my Farmer Town shirt. It was it was like a, it's like a pilgrimage almost, you know, and it was mm. it was it was sensational. It was so so good. It would have still been good if Arsenal turn up, but there is something about going because. And it, I'm more thinking for the players, though. They play in that stadium all the time. That's that's their home ground. But to go to one of the big the big sides, I, I just think it's so, so special. But what would be really interesting would be, how would they decide that? Yeah. You know, would you, and, and I know that would open a can of worms, you know, because the manager might say, no, we're going to play them at home. And all the players are like, oh, come on. You know, so, so it might actually be an unwanted decision if you're going to bring that in for some of the clubs, but I'm pretty sure the hierarchy at, at, at lower league clubs and so on would be very, very uh, happy to have a to have a, a, yeah. a say in that. I think something to think about as well is uh, in terms of um, a broader perspective on the competition. I'm thinking about games where when Spurs went to Marine a couple of years ago, and you yep. could you could see people's back gardens yeah, yeah. like at the side of the pitch and that sort of stuff. We all kind of want that to happen, right? We yeah. all definitely want that to happen. It's I think there's there's nothing wrong with doing something that people want to see happen and sort of ingraining it in the rules. Mm-hmm. So to sort of support this idea, um, you kind of guarantee the glamour that you guarantee those mm-hmm. like really really strange situations where you have a very professional team in a very amateur setting and it all looks a bit mad and it all looks a bit weird. Well, that's what we want it. Well, that's what I mean. And we want that to happen. And this idea would would get closer to guaranteeing it. Probably would be a financial benefit to the clubs um, if they could absolutely, you know, ram out those those, um, allocations. So so that's what I was going to go on to and say that I would say that you you could possibly introduce a rule that says, and it could be part of the bidding process to have the televised the rights to televise it to be a broadcast partner if it's a non-league team against say two divisions higher than them I mean the game has to be televised Yeah, and be t- there's a few reasons for that the main ones would be that then they get the money that we talked about mm. they would get television money which obviously would be massively beneficial for them which evens the playing field financially a tiny bit more mm-hmm. um, and the second is that you know, the spirit of the FA Cup is exactly what Jim's alluded to there This is found in the Premier League or higher level teams having to play on a difficult pitch with a load of people standing around really close, preferably under floodlights, as we've talked about. Mm. It, it gives you a little bit of um, a little bit of respite from the endless price of everything, value of nothing idea that mm-hmm. football has become. Mm-hmm. And the FA Cup is really the reason that the FA Cup has been kind of. I mean, it's hard to decide whether it's been cheapened or not, but I think. Given the list of winners, perhaps it hasn't been cheapened quite as much as people say, but I think it certainly has been cheapened. The reason for that is because the people who make big decisions don't see the value in it. They see what this is doing is getting in the way of the Champions League or the Premier League. Or the Club World Cup. Or the Club World <laughs> Cup. Still harking to be back a to when Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that happened in what, 2000, that was, wasn't it? That it was happened. ages ago. Yeah, but, 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 but that's the thing. Some things are as popular as they are, as important as they are, whether they're sport or any other area of culture mm-hmm. in life, because they're valuable to people. Yeah. You can't put a price value on mm-hmm. it. It's, you can't put a price on it. It's just there because people like it. Yeah. And to preserve that is a really, really important thing. It's the oldest cup competition in the world. Mm-hmm. It does get booted around a bit like it's a kind of you know, political thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, when we're going to squeeze the games in, oh, don't forget there's the FA Cup. It's like, well, yeah. the FA Cup mm-hmm. was around long before all this stuff. Yeah. And well, we need to value that and, pre- and preserve it as much as we can. Well, my other suggestion was going to be um, um, 
kick the non-league teams out and not let them enter it. Um, uh, Jim, what was your suggestion? Uh, mine would be to uh, stop the semis being at Wembley. It annoys me every yeah. year. But it's happened, it, it's happened throughout the ages this has happened. Oh yeah, but not 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 permanently. And the idea now is that the, the semis are permanently at Wembley. At first the, it was it was floated as it, it would be, you know, we need to pay off Wembley so the semis will be there for a bit. Now it's officially forever. 91, Spurs beat Arsenal at Wembley. Yeah, but that was because there were two London teams so it was harder to find a neutral ground. True, but 93, the both Sheffield sides were there. Uh, similar situation mm. uh, they used to play uh, the semis at Kennington Oval which I'd sort of be up for <laughs> to be honest uh, or maybe move it maybe move it to a court of a different sport I Chelsea don't know, but... Newcastle was at Wembley in 19 yeah but they, these were all compromised yeah, but you're just listing games that are at Wembley it, it, yeah. it, it no, one's, no one's denying they happened mm-hmm. yeah. he's just what, saying he doesn't want it what I'm saying is the neutrality of, yeah. of games being at Villa Park or, or yeah. where else it's also very London centric now that everyone has to schlep down to mm-hmm. Wembley if they're not if they're not London based yeah um, so I just think that, that it's far more entertaining, far more interesting if the Premier Cup competition in the in the country travels around a bit, you know. And and I, th- those games, there's so much brilliant history to them. There's so many brilliant grounds around the country that aren't just Wembley. But surely all the rounds think, before that. I also there are, and I think keep that going until the final. It makes Wembley a lot more special. But Jim, if you have to get to the. But final we've spoken about it. this before, and I said that actually, when you when you. I understand the point you make. It's not one I lose any sleep over personally. I do like the idea that you go to Wembley for the semi and it's kind of like, right, and then you get to go back for the final. I, I, why, why so? What's Just because I, I think, you know, you reach a semi-final and it's like, right, here's a, here's a taste of the biscuit kind of thing. Here's the a co- final here's, itself is the taste of the biscuit, though. Here's a much more, it's a more different, it's a different angle towards it. You know, in 2015, when Reading got to the semi-final, yep. they got to play at Wembley. How often do, does a team of that profile, yep. that size, get to play at Wembley? At least, at well, least, at least, it opens it up for more teams to experience. Yeah, but it. I don't, I don't necessarily think that is that is great. You know, it should be, it should be a huge, huge achievement to reach a final. And you know, not everybody gets to have a brilliant day out if they don't get mm-hmm. to the final. I, th- I think that's fine. Semi-final at um, the Millennium Stadium for old times' sake. <laughs> I, I, I did, I did like it that it was at Villa Park and. Yeah. Highbury and and, and I, do, I remember being at the uh, Liverpool Everton semi-final a number of years ago and thinking this is kind of a piss take yeah. that they're having to come all the way down here for this especially given you know they, they're not teams that are mm. strangers they should have gone to Old Trafford shouldn't they yeah. <laughs> they could have or have it at Goodison Park yeah because Everton was a lower ranked side there we are all the way to the final yeah, yeah. alright you've convinced me but, but the FA Cup is important and we should I mean, it's very important we want to we we kind of make sure we're, we're, we're improving it but we're not Treading all over the tradition yeah, of it. That's right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. This is from uh, Mike Gilliatt on Instagram. What otherwise popular football traditions or cultures would you like to see banned for 2024? The FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have done that one first. Should have done that yeah. one first. If I may dive in on this, mm. um, it may be controversial, may upset a few squares. I am absolutely <laughs> That's what done. You're all about, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm absolutely done with Sweet Caroline. Oh, I couldn't it's agree more. It's become couldn't agree like more. when a meme becomes really popular and somehow without you noticing, the only people sharing it are brands. Yeah. It's, it's just lost what made it. And then about six a, a months moment. after that, I start sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were really upset. <laughs> yeah, it, does, yeah. it goes full circle and it becomes funny again. Yeah. I, 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 I know what you mean. You don't have to explain it. I'm totally on board. I think it's also now, you know, worryingly and frighteningly bled into all sorts of different situations now. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not just football anymore, is it? It's no. all sport. I was in a pub... Anything with a crowd. I was in a pub not that long ago, I want to say maybe autumn time, and at the end of the night, they just played Sweet Caroline. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. everyone got involved. Would you prefer New York, New York? No, 500 miles. For the National Anthem, thank you very much. There we are. That is the correct <laughs> The answer. night's over. Draw That's the right. curtains drawn. Yeah. Good night. See you tomorrow. That's right. For boar, beef and cabbage. There we go. Um, I think um, I think Jim's right. I think it's not even the best uh, Neil Diamond song. I think it's... Is awesome. that the issue? It's for me. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about it? Uh... I think, it, I think it should be... If you are going to do it, it should be saved for very, very, very special Rationed. occasions. Mm. Which... You know, a bit like playing our final at Wembley. Incredibly rare, but that's the point. Do we want Sweet Caroline to be blasting out at Wembley after England have won 1-0 at home to North Macedonia? Yeah, well, they don't do that. They, they don't play do all that. the time now, don't also, they? Also, it was 7-0 at Old Trafford, not at Wembley. Well, you know what I mean. No, I don't. Yeah. This isn't a, this show isn't a vehicle for you to correct everyone for half an hour. Yeah. You know? Isn't it? No, unfortunately no. not. Uh-huh. That's the main ramble. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I wouldn't lose too much sleep if Sweet Carolina left. But as I say... He's sleeping soundly at the moment, isn't yeah. he? He keeps mentioning I, I'm, that. I'm very much not. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, if, if it's Played on a very special occasion, then fine. But uh, you know, when England, a better example would be when England beat Italy three-one and qualified for the Euros, and then they played it. Bust in the out then, yeah, and yeah. it was kind of like, nah, come on, 
Do you like it being the unofficial England anthem? No, I don't really like it. I prefer Three Lions or Vindaloo or something. Mm. But that's because we're old, I guess. Yeah, maybe, they maybe are. that's it. But I think I, I, I do um, want there to be space for something new to come along. And obviously Sweet Caroline is an example of something new coming along because for whatever reason it's caught on and it is anthemic. But I think I just feel I'm sort of oversaturated by it as well. And there's a strange phenomenon with, with tradition and how something can quickly become a tradition and people then seem to sort of retrospectively think it's always been there. It's like Panatoni at Christmas. Yeah. I've had Panatoni for about 15 years. That's you know, but like, yeah. People are writing it into a Christmas carol now as if it's always been No there. one even knew what it was Exactly. And Sweet Caroline feels a bit like that. But to play devil's advocate here, that's how they start, isn't it? Mm. In 50 years' time, if people are still singing Sweet Caroline of England win a big tournament sure. or something, people are going to go, oh, that's you know that's always been around because to them it has. Indeed. You're, what we're doing, we're in the vanguard of a new tradition being started and we're the kind of Grandpa Simpson shaking our fist at it. Yeah, yelling and, at the cloud. And, and it is a bit like football chants. We always yeah, used to yeah. think that football chants, no, they sound like this. And then when people started using pop tunes, which they... Yeah. now of course well that's rubbish They're not, it wasn't pop tunes before no, actually it was hymns or it was pop tunes it was basically whatever was, uh, melodies were time, available at the yeah. time you know that's what they use and you kind of go oh I see so really when you do a pop tune which is turned into a football chant it is just the same thing mm. but there's also an entertainment if entertainmentification of of football isn't there in, in terms of the, the, the great example to use would be when England played Germany um, in Euro 96 at Wembley the, the TV Build up for about eight or nine minutes, I think it is, and you can watch it on YouTube, which is a light, it's an eternity in TV broadcasting. Mm. Eight or nine minutes, they just pan back and cross the crowd. That's right. Yeah, that's all they're doing. And there's there's chants coming up here. There's people over there having yep. a drink, and that's what it was. And I think then that was enough. Yeah. And now it feels like music has to be played in the build. You've got up. to be spoon fed. Yeah. If you watch yeah. old films, I said this before. I think I watched Dial M for Murder a mm. couple of years ago. And it's amazing how music is is not deployed in the same way with some of those older films. Yeah. Because the music is basically like, now you should feel like oh, this, yeah, yeah. and now you should feel this emotion. Yeah, okay. And, and actually, Barry Davis, to bring it back to football with football commentary, he always used to bemoan the, the, what he called the new style of commentary, of of which was, uh, you know, pre-written lines. I mean, pre-written lines are not necessarily bad because perhaps old, old Basher D used some of, him, some of them. Sure. I don't know if he did or not. But... Um, it's the idea that somebody scores and immediately, and that's his third goal of the season, and and that's it, mm. blah, 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 and you feel it, you feel that noise, you feel that moment with chat. Not always a bad thing. I don't want to be too beardy about this, but Barry Davis said, you know, a great goal goes in, and then you just stand back and let it breathe. Yeah. Yeah. His commentary, the, the ultimate example for me was the Dennis Burkham goal. I know people love the Dutch commentary for good reason, but I love Barry Davis's commentary as well for that. Beautifully knocked down by Burkham. Oh, what a goal! That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's all he just said. Pure, pure yeah. Didn't say his fourth goal of the, of the tournament, and if he yeah. did, that's not a bad thing. But do it afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we've gone way off piece. Yeah. I do think there's an interesting point, if I may drag it back to the idea of um, the Euro 96 build-up just showing the crowd. I think that's interesting because it's a representation of the atmosphere, right? This yeah. is what's happening at this occasion. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. Might, it might seem sort of small, but it is, it is a true reflection of what it was actually like to be in that stadium. And yeah. I wonder if that builds up, I wonder if that follows on from what we were talking about before. I think a number of weeks ago on this show, we talked about how back in the day people were... Um, if you were at the game, that was the that was the yeah. pinnacle, and so basically the TV broadcast for the Euro '96 semi final was a bit like we know you can't be at the game, mm. so this is what it's like at the game. Mm, yeah. Whereas now I think the TV appointment of you is its own thing, perhaps. And and when I was at the just very quickly before I move on to my one, when I was at the semi final in the Euros against Denmark, yes. I was behind one of the goals, 
And that song did come up kind of organically a number of different mm-hmm. times. It's clearly something that the England fans have taken yeah. to their heart. And it's that, like Seven Nation Army, isn't it? Some, yeah. Sometimes these things are just really organic. Yeah, a that, lot of that, England that, fans do travel a long old way, a lot, very often to go and do this kind of thing. So it's not really for, for, for us, I guess. Yeah. Um, mine would probably be, um, it's come up time and time again. Um, we've mentioned it before. I do think it's a little bit kind of, it's just, I just cringe whenever I see it now. It's just the old, when the player scores and he does the old hands, I'm not celebrating, stay away from me. I'm not very happy about scoring. Mm. You are happy to score. Yeah. Everyone understands. Yeah. Although, admittedly, fans, some fans are dickheads about it. But you're going to, if you, if you are, the point is, that if you're going to be a player who scores against a club you've played for, mm. That's no different to just really, for, to the fans' point of view, they already hate you because mm. you're already playing against them. Yeah. They don't want you to leave. They, well, want, you, they want you to be there still. Yeah. Like, I mean, when Henrik Larsson scored for Barcelona against Celtic, um, what I, he, he, he scored and he just sort of, he just ran back to the halfway line. Yeah. Mm. And that's fine because, it, it, you know, some people like Michael Elise don't, don't celebrate, you know, Goals when, when he yeah. often scores. I mean, he's getting in a, a little bit into it now. He's thinking, oh, do you know what? This is actually quite enjoyable. Yeah. So I think if you if you score and then you you respectfully kind of, you know, maybe hold back a little bit. But the apology. Yeah, it was, it because it's, it's almost a bit like, what are you actually trying to say? You're trying to say that um, I, I really like the club I've just scored against, but not enough to stay. And um, I well, I d- yeah, depends I, on the circumstances of leaving. I, yeah, I shouldn't be doing my job, but I am so sorry about that. Yeah, it's weird. Indeed. My my one, um, do the other by all. <laughs> get up the other end as quick as you can. <laughs> um, I uh, I I don't like to see managers shaking hands immediately after the game like they do because Ooh, I think that's a it, well, I think it, I think it stifles a manager's celebration. I think it's like nice about it. And I no, I I don't. I think it is a tradition. It's obviously not a rule. You don't have to do Tuchel it. Tuchel and Conte, mm. we wouldn't have that without it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah. I and think life would find a way. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. That situation. They might cross paths. Again. I just, I just, you know, like imagine if, imagine if Mourinho felt duty bound to shake Guardiola's hand at the end of that semi final, yeah. right? He'd have to. I'm off the. Oh, no, there we are. Right, I'm off the, on the pitch now. Yeah. You see. Yeah. So the, the question was actually. What otherwise popular football traditions or cultures would you like to see banned yeah. for 2024? Managers so are you talking about banning them from the, shaking hands? How, just, how would they respond to that? Yeah, I just... I, You're not allowed to do it now. Yeah, so they would maybe do the elbow or yeah. fist pump. I forgot about the elbow. Hug. Yeah, I, I, I think the elbow was really good. I think that was one of the things over COVID that improved society. But we've gone back to handshakes now. <laughs> no, the fist bump stuck around, didn't it? Yeah. The fist like, bump's a lot more prevalent But like, now. wouldn't you love to see a manager like, like Steve Bruce in the FIFA game when he runs on the pitch? Like, yeah. They can't do it because... Because they have to go, you know, full-time whistle goes, yay! Oh, I, I shake hand, shake hand, yeah, shake, yeah. shake, 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 shake hand. I just, I want to see more uh, raw emotion from the manager at full-time. But, and I would, I would, I would ban um, the time of, well, it's not a ban, I would change when post-match interviews happen. So like, as they're all jumping around and so on, you know, let them have a bit of emotion. Then like in Brazil, microphone straight yeah. in the face. Yeah. Imagine the content you'd get. Do you remember yeah. um, that Brazilian clip where they interviewed a dog that had run on the pitch? <laughs> but, they do, but you see a goal scorer scores. I don't know if yeah. they do this now, but he'll score. Um, there was one example years ago where he's kind of full stretch scores and sort of slides past the goal in celebration. And as he sort of pops his head up, there's about 10 mics around him. How does it feel to score the goal? That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got, you, in cricket now, you've got certain cricket competitions, you've got players mic'd up. Yeah. And there's a classic one, Shane Warne, the late Shane Warne, oh. bless him, when he was playing in, I think it's T20 or, or whatever it was, Big Bash or something. And um, it's absolutely fascinating. You watch it on YouTube. So he bowls a ball down. You know, he's mm. like a, he was a spin bowler. So he's different variation of delivery. He bowled one down 
And the commentator goes, oh, what were you thinking on with that one? And he went, well, I thought about this and I thought I'd just do that. Yeah, but that le- cricket lens yeah. and Shane Warne. And the next one, he goes, I just said, change it up a bit, do this. And he just gets a wicket. Yeah, there you pass, go, mate. Yeah, yeah it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, oh dear. So um, I think, I think um, on the handshake thing, though, if, if it's a common or garden 2-0 win for Arsenal at home to Sheffield United, yeah. realistic, I mean, that's just a poor example. No, but we'd find out which managers had beef with each other as well. Yeah, I think they put it to one side for a minute, don't they? I know, and I don't like it. Yeah, fair enough. More um, beef, please. What about this? Let's, let's end with this um, today. This story came up on the um, on the Discord, uh, which you can access by being a Football Ramble patron, by going to patreon.com forward slash Football Ramble. Um, you can be a part of it. R. Sheridan 99 um, told this story in there, which I thought would be perfect for the mailbag. He's a friend of the Ramble after mm. all, so he gets mailbag privileges. He said, uh, I once faced Jamie Redknapp at table tennis. My goodness. Yeah. He came to our work to do some promotion of the BT Sport launch a few years ago and he spotted the obligatory table tennis table and casually asked, who's the best player around here then? (laughs) Turns out we had a company-wide competition that I'd recently won, so I was invited to play. He was pretty good, so I did wonder whether footballers get a lot of time to practice or whether natural athleticism ends up taking you quite far in a game like table tennis. Either way, I beat him 21-17. Oh, big win. Ah. He threw an 8-2 lead away and had no answer to my barrage of defensive slices. <laughs> uh, though he was very gracious in defeat and all my colleagues were impressed with me, so everyone was a winner, really. I just thought it was quite Great interesting. You go, in, you go into work mm. that day, much like, you know when Jeff Goldblum goes into the office on Independence Day? Oh, yeah. Mm. He doesn't expect the day he's going to have, does he? No, no he, he doesn't really realise his laptop can unlock um, the defences of an alien Well, that's later on. <laughs> that's later on. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> At the start, it's just a normal day. Is what that's a normal day. That's what a disaster movie starts like. Yeah. R. Sheridan 99 did not go into the work to work that day mm. thinking I'm going to basically have the best respectfully to him mm. the best sporting moment of my life probably yeah. today in the office against ex-Liverpool player Jamie Redknapp ex-Liverpool in England and there yeah, you go Southampton. He's, a, he's an impressive specimen Jamie Redknapp I've met him You've he's been very his, tall his house. I've been in his house I maintain I'm probably the only person in the world who's been to Jamie Redknapp's house and fallen in a canal uh, very likely. <laughs> did you did um, you did you spot a table tennis table? I can't say I remember that. It's got a very big, lovely house, very monochrome, obviously. Um, so maybe it was just blending in. Could have, yeah, could have. Well, we press a button, it comes out. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. you, I mean, we've we've played football with a couple of ex pros. That would be really it. But they were, you know, not sort of played darts against um, Tom Kearney or something like oh, that. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? it would be There's your next feature. There's oh. your next Patreon exclusive. I love that. Uh, you you would be presumably you'd be terrible. Yeah. Would he be good? I reckon he'd be probably quite good. Would he be good? Wouldn't yeah, he? they all are. Aren't I they? mean, he would just what he would do is he'd throw the dart up and then just um, tap the. Uh, Imagine if he was throwing every dart with his left foot. <laughs> just had the dart perched on his left foot, just flicked it into the board. I would, I would encourage him to do that because that one can do anything. It can. Yeah. Could be horrible though, couldn't it? Yeah, like lacrosse with Joey Barton. What a shit yeah. experience that would be. That's true. Anything with Joey Barton. Or darts well, with Michael Owen. Or lacrosse in any way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dart, Michael Owen would chuck the darts in and go, "Well, you didn't move. He didn't move exactly." <laughs> Stuck yeah. it in someone's leg. That's Maybe. true. Yeah. You, you weirdo, you didn't move when I threw a dart at you. <laughs> Michael Owen to kill Joey Barton with darts. Yeah, okay. Well, if you've ever beaten a footballer or another sport, do let us know. Show at footballramble.com or at footballramble on X. And of course, if you want to join the Ramble Discord community, become a friend of the Ramble, head over to patreon.com forward slash footballramble. There we are. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Mailbag. Pleasure to have you with us. We're back on Monday with a brand new Ramble, of course. We'll see you then. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello Ramblers, it's your favourite TV giveaway-er again. Pete Donaldson, hi. Uh, two of you lovely lot have already won a 50-inch Toshiba Fire QLED TV, but there is one 50-inch Toshiba Fire QLED TV left. We've restarted the draw for the final time, so it doesn't matter if you've entered in the last round or the one before that, you need to enter again to have another shot at this telly. So to enter, you know the drill, just enter lnk.to forward slash ramble competition in your web browser. That's lnk.to k.to forward slash ramble competition then pop in your email address and you are done and remember if you sign up for the football ramble patron you will be entered twice wow we'll be announcing our final winner on monday good luck to you please note that only uk listeners are eligible to enter the football ramble is a stack production and part of the acast creator network